Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes. Peace is Every Step, The Path of Mindfulness in Everyday Life by Thich Nhat Hanh. The Big So What In our modern life, most people are constantly worrying and chasing after new goals. We seek fulfillment, happiness, and peace, not realizing that these are already in us. By slowing down and getting in touch with what's in and around us, we can bring peace and joy to ourselves and others. Nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize in 1967, Han shares how mindfulness can help us to manage negative feelings like anger, sorrow, and grief, and bring us true peace and happiness. In this summary, we'll outline key ideas and techniques for cultivating awareness and mindfulness, how to transform negative emotions and handle difficult psychological states, and how to master the art of mindful living to enjoy peace and happiness. Part 1. Cultivating Awareness and Mindfulness We are often so busy planning for the future that we lose touch with the present. When we're mindful, everything becomes real and we experience the full lushness of life. Conscious breathing and smiling are two building blocks of mindfulness. Breathing is an integral part of being alive. By focusing on your breathing, you bring yourself back to the present moment and align your mind and body to focus on your breath. A smile can relax hundreds of muscles in your body to bring awareness, calmness, and peace. Most of us have an ongoing commentary in our heads. Our minds constantly speculate and worry, and we can't switch them off. When we slow down and practice conscious breathing, we are resting our minds. We become more refreshed and are in touch with the present moment. Practicing Conscious Breathing You don't need to be in a church to pray, and you don't need to be in a meditation hall to be mindful. Here are examples of how you can use conscious breathing and smiling anytime, anywhere. First, simple breathing exercises. As you breathe in, say to yourself, Breathing in. I know that I am breathing in. As you breathe out, say, Breathing out. I know that I am breathing out. Or, as you breathe in, say to yourself, Breathing in. I calm my body. And imagine cool lemonade flowing through your body on a hot day. As you breathe out, say, Breathing out. I smile and feel yourself relax with a smile. Spend some enjoying in the moment, saying, dwelling in the present moment, I know this is a wonderful moment. Next, sitting meditation. You can use various postures for your meditation, including half lotus, full lotus, cross-legged, 
or just sit with your back straight and your hands resting on your lap. Unlike some meditation experts, Han believes that you should listen to your body. If your body is numb or in pain, shift your body or take a slow, mindful walk before resuming your position. Han uses the sound of a bell to remind himself and his students to return to the present moment. You can use any sound or item as your mindfulness cue. For example, each time you hear the sound of running water or see rays of sunshine, use it as a reminder to take a break, breathe in and out, and savor the present moment. Telephone Meditation our lives are somewhat controlled by our phones. We spend a lot of time on calls and messages, and they make us anxious. Before you answer or make your next phone call, pause and practice conscious breathing a few times, smiling and relaxing yourself. Mindful eating is an important practice and can be very enjoyable. As a child, Han used to take his time to enjoy his cookies savoring each one for as long as 30 to 45 minutes. According to Han, even the Christian service of the Eucharist is essentially a practice of awareness. When Jesus shared his bread with his disciples, saying, Eat this, this is my flesh, he wanted them to eat it in mindfulness. The next time you enjoy a tangerine, consider its origins, as well as those of the tangerine tree. When you look deeply into the fruit, you'll see how it contains the elements of the universe, sunshine, rain, and earth, and people who deliver the tangerine to you. As you peel and enjoy the fruit, observe the mist and its fragrance, the texture and flavors of each bite. When you eat as a family, put aside everything you are doing. When the food is served, everyone breathes consciously three times. Look at each person and give a heartfelt smile. Then look at the food. Contemplate its origins and its connection with the earth. Eat mindfully, enjoying the food and one another's presence. Focus on your conversations, if any, on the food, rather than work problems or gossip about others. Everything we do is concurrently a means and an end. If you took a task, for example, washing the dishes as a chore that you have to complete to get an outcome, clean dishes, you will dread it. But if you wash the dishes mindfully and enjoy the moment, it becomes an end in itself. Likewise, walking isn't just a means to a destination. Enjoy the walk itself using walking meditation. Let go of the past and future. Just immerse in the present moment. Enjoy each step, coordinating your steps with your breathing. For example, taking four slow steps with each in-breath and four steps with each out-breath. Notice how your feet make contact with the earth. Kiss the earth with each step, sharing your feeling of peace and contentment. Driving meditation. Driving can be stressful to many people. Don't treat the car as a tool to get somewhere but as an extension of yourself. Enjoy your drive and treat red lights or traffic jams as opportunities for conscious breathing rather than obstructions to your journey. If you're driving to take a break from your problems, consider a walking meditation instead. Han 
also recommends having a breathing room in your house where you can practice breathing and smiling. Whenever you're upset, go to the room. Take time to breathe, smile, and recover yourself. You can place mindfulness cues, such as a bell, in the room to help you. Owning the present. Often, being present simply means to notice what's around us without overthinking it. Rather than doing everything with a goal, learn to appreciate each moment and activity for itself. This may feel counterintuitive in our goals-driven society. However, if you're not mindful, you may end up chasing what you already have. For example, if you are not conscious of the happiness in you, you keep doing more to try to be happy. To own the future, you need to own the present moment. If you try to study a flower with the goal of producing the best piece of art, you won't succeed. Instead, if you look deeply into the flower and enjoy it, the joy, peace, and appreciation inside you will be expressed naturally in your art form. In fact, it will show up in everything that you do. Hope for the future makes today's hardship easier to bear. But if we focus so much on the future, we'll miss what we already have now. Rather than place all your energy into hoping for the future, channel it fully into the present moment so you can create your breakthrough now. Part 2. Transformation and Healing Now that we understand how to cultivate mindfulness, let's look at how to deal with difficult feelings. Transmuting negative feelings. Most of us love flowers but despise waste or garbage. However, a flower will become waste after it wilts. Waste is made into compost which becomes a part of the flower. They are different forms of the same thing. Likewise, we reject negative feelings and embrace positive ones when both are a part of us. Han likens our feelings to the river. Each drop of water represents a different feeling. Rather than get swept away by the flood of feelings, learn to sit by the riverbank and observe. Breathe consciously. Recognize you have an unpleasant feeling. Identify it and face it with love and understanding, rather than rejection or clinginess. Transmuting negative feelings is like cooking potatoes. We can't eat raw potatoes but we don't throw them away. Instead, we cook them to make them edible. Likewise, we should not run away or cut off what we don't like about ourselves. We should learn to face and transform them. Don't be angry with your anger. Instead, use love to nurture it and use peace to reconcile with it. Let's imagine you're feeling afraid. To transform it first, identify the feeling. Look deeply at it with mindfulness so you can recognize it as fear. Next, accept the feeling. Don't detach yourself from the fear or reject it. Accept it as part of you and use mindfulness to guide it. The more you nurture mindfulness, the stronger it'll be and the better it can keep your unpleasant feelings in check. Then, soothe the feeling like how a mother will soothe an upset baby. The fear will ebb under your tender care. Now that you know you can handle your fear, 
you can free it with a smile. Finally, look deeply and examine what has caused the fear so you can address the root cause or causes. This method is comparable to psychotherapy where the therapist works with the patient to identify the source of pain. In both cases, the patients must be willing to free themselves of beliefs or behaviors that bring them the pain. Dealing with anger, anger and hatred can consume us and make us lose control. Yet, they are a part of us and we need not fear nor reject them. Instead, manage them through mindfulness. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes. When you feel angry, Rather than focus on the person or issue that made you angry, pause to focus on your breathing and bring in mindfulness to tend to your anger. Your priority is calm to your anger. Like how a fireman puts out a fire, you should pursue the cause of the fire only after the flames are doused. Anger management experts at times encourage people to release their anger through pillow pounding. Han recommends against this. Pillow pounding may exhaust you temporarily, but it doesn't remove the cause of the anger. In fact, you're practicing how to express the anger. The only way to remove anger is to look deeply into it, identify the causes, and plant new seeds to transform the situation. Like how sunshine brings life just by shining on vegetation. When you are angry, it helps to surround yourself with nature and fresh air while doing a walking meditation. Enjoy the environment, your breathing, and steps and calm your anger until you're ready to look deeply at it. The roots of anger are usually pride, mistrust, desire, unrest, and or misunderstanding of ourselves and others. These causes arise from us, not others. That is, no one can make us angry. Understanding the reasons behind others' behaviors will reduce our own negative reactions. Internal Formations When something unpleasant happens, for example, we feel someone has belittled us or has treated us unfairly, a knot forms internally. We'll typically avoid these knots as they bring us pain. Yet, the longer the knots remain, the tighter they become. It's best to untie the knots once they form, and you do that through awareness and understanding. By observing our pain, for example, becoming aware of the feelings, images, or words that we associate with something or someone, and looking deeply to understand why we respond that way, we shine a light on our own deepest fears and pain. With awareness and understanding, we can begin to transform them. When we live with someone, our happinesses are intertwined. To be happy together, we must help one another to untie the knots as they form and 
to transform these internal formations. Parents often unintentionally pass on their seeds of pain to their children. For example, someone who is frequently punished by his father may subconsciously feel angry, and this anger surfaces under similar situations with his own child. By practicing mindfulness, we become aware of these seeds. When we understand, forgive, and transform the feelings, we bring peace and happiness to ourselves, our parents, and future generations. Healing with love, understanding, and compassion. There are two layers to our consciousness, seeds and the manifestation of these seeds. When we lose our temper, we're manifesting our anger and concurrently planting new seeds of anger. When we practice smiling and mindful breathing, we're feeling and planting new seeds of peace, joy, and mindfulness. A reservoir of healthy seeds helps us to manage negative emotions more easily. Avoid asking, what's wrong, as it invites our pain to surface. Instead, ask, what's not wrong, and allow these positive elements to heal us. When a plant doesn't grow well, we look into the reasons behind it. For example, lack of fertilizers or sunlight. Yet, when we face issues with people, we tend to blame them. Look after the people around you the same way you would a plant, with love and understanding. They will flourish. In fact, when you truly understand something or someone, you will naturally feel love and compassion for them. Having compassion means to suffer with others. Start by meditating on someone who's undergoing physical pain or illness. Over time, you can shift your meditation to more subtle forms of suffering. When you're able to feel compassion for those who have caused you pain and understand why they behaved that way, your negative feelings towards them will change. They'll eventually sense your shift and reconciliation will come more naturally. Like compassion, real love is built on understanding. Similar to how we accept that fire is both useful and dangerous, when we can accept people's good and bad, flowers and waste, we can be happy and peaceful together. Hugging meditation. Hugging can bring joy and comfort. Before you hug someone, practice conscious breathing to remove distractions. During the hug, breathe three times consciously to become fully present so you can truly appreciate the person you're hugging. Bringing people together. Han encourages us to create opportunities for old people to spend time with or live with their grandchildren as it brings everyone great joy. He also advocates communities of mindful living to provide support and a sense of belonging for the practice of mindfulness. Engaged Mindfulness during the Vietnam War, monks and nuns had to choose between their contemplative life and stepping out to help those in need. Han did both and coined the term engaged Buddhism. He believes that awareness through mindfulness practice isn't enough. You must also take insightful action, such as mindfully helping others, taking each breath and step mindfully to transmit joy and peace. Part 3. Mindful Living As a peace activist, 
Han advocates mindful living not just for personal happiness, but also to bring peace to our troubled world. He uses the term interbeing to describe how everything is interconnected and interdependent on everything else. A piece of paper in your hand can only exist because of the tree it came from, and by extension, the sunshine, rain, and earth which nourish the tree. It's also made possible by the supply chain of people, machines, transportation, etc., to deliver the paper to you, and by extension, their families, raw materials, etc. Even your vision and brain are needed to make this paper real. In short, if you look deeply enough, a piece of paper enter is all elements. There's nothing that's not in it. Earlier, we touched on how flowers and waste enter are. Likewise, poverty versus wealth, beauty versus vileness are all but concepts in our head. Someone's wealth is built on another's poverty, and it's dangerous to isolate ourselves using such concepts. Only by seeing interbeing in the world can we understand how we're responsible for everything, good or bad. In fact, we can't understand something or someone by observing them from the outside. We need to become one with them. To do that, you must look deeply and allow yourself to be lost in the thing or person and vice versa. When we look deeply enough into a tree, we'll be the tree and can put ourselves in its shoes. If more people practiced mindfulness, we'll understand the problems in ourselves, our earth, live more responsibly, and secure our future. Peace is also a source of strength. People who push hard for political, social, environmental, or other changes often burn out after repeated setbacks. By cultivating inner peace through mindfulness, we gain clarity, strength, and patience to sustain consistent action. The Art of Mindful Living We are children of nature. Being connected to nature is an integral part of mindful living. We'll be aware that when we throw away an orange peel, it'll soon form part of a flower. But when we throw away a plastic bag or bottle, it takes much longer to do so. Such mindfulness will shape our choices. We'll also learn to bring peace with peace. Often, peace movements are done with protest, anger, and frustration when they should involve love, understanding, and compassion. To promote peace, we must first be peaceful. To achieve true peace, we need people who understand the needs and suffering of all parties and can adopt non-dual views rather than take sides. It's easy to side with the good people and condemn the bad guys, but there is really no superior side. If we had the same upbringing and influences as a murderer, rapist, or robber, we'd likely have behaved the same way. Rather than blame others for mistakes and pain of the past, like wars, global warming, we should treat these as compost for our flowers of the future. Han shares his poem, Call Me By My True Names, which speaks of how we are both the good and bad things around us. When we can see that all things enter are, our hearts will be opened. 
our circumstances are defined by our perception. By changing ourselves and how we see things, we can take action based on insight. We can live responsibly as citizens of this world and ask the same of our leaders. The seeds that we plant in our minds spill over to all aspects of our lives. To stop polluting the world with violence, exploitation, and chemicals, we must start by protecting our minds from the pollution of media content that sows seeds of violence, fear, and anxiety in ourselves and our children. Reconciliation. What if we've hurt others, and now they see us as an enemy? First, apologize and make a commitment to change yourself. Then, work on transforming yourself. That's the only way to show your sincerity. When you're transformed, the other person cannot help but notice the difference and will forgive you. Likewise, you can take the initiative to reconcile with your enemies. To practice and test your compassion, try listening to someone who has hurt you. When you no longer feel the need to take sides on the situation, can empathize with their pain and sincerely want to ease their suffering, you're truly beginning to understand. Other details in the book to look out for. Han uses many powerful analogies and simple examples in this book to help us understand abstract concepts and philosophies. His peaceful essence and deep insights emanate from the book, and reading the book mindfully is in itself a calming and enriching experience. Han ends the book with the 14 precepts of the order of interbeing, which summarizes his key teachings and philosophies. He reminds us that all concepts and ideologies, including his teachings, are merely guides, and we should discover our own truth through living fully. For more details about Han, his teachings, and legacy, please go to www.plumvillage.org. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes.